What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets presented by PrizeFix right here on the Mayo Media Network. I'm your host, Chris Meany. Thanks, as always, for taking the time to hang out. Riding solo here with you today. Coming at you late on a Sunday evening, so nothing over at prizefix.com when it comes to the NHL. But I'm going to check it out a little bit later on Monday. I'll wake up and I'll see you know, the shot props, some save props, as well as some fantasy score props over at prizefix.com. So, you know, follow up here. I'll follow up for sure, and I'll leave a comment there in the YouTube section on what will be my favorite prize picks plays. I'll probably talk about a couple here throughout, but you know, it's going to be, I think, a big night for David Pasternak and Brad Marchand and company, maybe Patrice Bergeron. So, those are the three that I'm really going to target over at prizepicks.com, and maybe Tyler Toffoli. We'll see if Blake Wheeler shows up at a two and a half shot prop. That's another guy that I'm certainly going to be on because he's cleared that in every single playoff game so far, and he's going to get a lot of ice time with the Jets needing a win here. So look for at least a big effort from the captain on a Sunday night. We saw it, but he was unable to put the puck past Carey Price. So I'll circle back here on this video with a couple prize picks plays, but if you are just new to prize picks, like I've said so many times, you can mix and match across all the sports that you love. Inside the description of this video, there is a link, and you click that, and you'll have 100% first deposit match of up to $100 using the promo code MMN. So check out this video a little bit later on, and I'll circle back uh, before puck drop with a couple plays. But you know you can mix and match, and if you are subscribed to the Mayo Media Network, you can get all the videos that come out right away and a couple baseball games around the diamond as well. So just the two games on the ice for Monday, game four. Between the Habs and the Jets, we'll get to that one in a little bit. We'll talk about Boston and New York here first. Coming at you, as I said, late on a Sunday. Uh, just finished watching the Colorado and Vegas game. And, and listen, man, Vegas has – they've dominated in three of the four. Uh, you could make the case that they could be up 3-1 in this series if not for a bogus overtime penalty in game two. But it is what it is. It's 2-2 uh, the series going back to Colorado, and I've just been really impressed – with Vegas over these last two games. Expected goal rate at just over four in Colorado sub two in back-to-back games. It's only happened once uh, earlier this season. So it's going to be a good series. It's going to be a dog fight. Um, and also it's been uh, decent here calling some of the picks on the sides. It's been up and down with some of the props and totals have been great for me. I was on Montreal and the under on Sunday and I was on Vegas. I just stayed away from the total, but I had a little bit of a lean to the under. I just didn't get a great feel for it. So the sides have been good. It's back-to-back Montreal and Vegas parlays for you know today, Sunday, and then on Friday as well. But no Vegas and no Colorado tonight. I don't know. I have a lean still that Vegas is going to continue to roll, but let's talk about today's games. Uh, if you have any questions, you can always hit me up at Chris Meany. You can always sub over at FTN ftnbets.com for the free parlay calculator and the free prop shop. Use the promo code MEANY or MAYO. Get yourself a bit of a discount the rest of the way. I understand there's only a handful of games left in the NHL, but uh, hit me up. We'll take care of you. All right, so let's get after today. You know what? Let's start with Montreal and Winnipeg because just because it's fresh and I just finished watching it. So uh, a 5-1 victory for the Canadians. Uh, you know what? They've really just had their way with Jets pretty easily. I know that Mark Scheifele's not around, so... You know, how much stock can we can we take into it? But this Habs team is, I mean, they're rolling right now. They've won six straight games. They've scored the first goal in, in each of those six games. This is the first six-game winning streak 
in the postseason for them since 1993 when they won 11. You know what happened that year. You can kind of see the smile on my face. And I get ahead of myself here, but they are playing good hockey. They're just, I, I, I mean, I don't know what else to say if you've been watching the show, and especially Friday's show, is they're just, you know, getting the lead early is, is, is huge. It's a big thing for them, but Carey Price is absolutely locked in here, and the defense is just playing really strong. Now, Jeff Petrie left in uh, game three. And he didn't return. It looked like his hand got caught up in the puck, the camera hole. Uh, that's It's crazy. I don't know uh, how often that's happened. But he tried to come back. He did come back for a play. I noticed he, he bobbled the puck in around his own zone and, and passed it up. And I could see him kind of shake his hand. So that's it. He's gone. I don't know if he's going to play here. And, you know, this isn't a must-win situation. But I still feel like the Habs are going to uh, – they're going to bring it again. Uh, they they understand adversity and, uh, you know, a team feeling like they're down and out and then how quickly a series can change. You know, you get a three, you know, you win a game and then it's 3-1, you go back to Winnipeg in your own barn, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's 3-2. And so Montreal's, you know, still going to bring this. I'm sure Petrie can go, uh, he'll play, but maybe there's no need for, for them to force it. He is going to, he is a huge part of what they have going on right now on their blue line, but so a 5-1 win, as I mentioned, just, you know, from a 5-5 five five standpoint, it was pretty even. The shots, 25-24 in favor of Winnipeg, and 30-25, to the scoring chances in favor of the Habs, 11-9 high danger chances, the expected goals, 3 for Montreal, 1.98 for the Jets, a power play goal for Montreal, and two shorthanded goals for the Canadians, their fourth shorthanded goal of the playoffs, and their PK has been awesome. It's clicking at 90%. It's the best mark in the NHL. They've been shorthanded 30 times. They've allowed three power play goals, and they have four shorthanded goals. So this team is it's just rolling right now. And I, I know. I hear the noise. I hear everybody saying I agree with everything. Like, the North is not great. If they play, they're going to play. If they win, they play Colorado or Vegas. Maybe that's a short series, and they're not going to hang around. But this team's playing with a lot of confidence right now. They look like the team at the start of the season when we were all talking about how good they were playing and that they were built for the playoffs. They have top four defensemen that play mean, heavy minutes, block a lot of shots, have a lot of poise, have a lot of Stanley Cup experience, have a lot of playoff experience, and then carry Price between the pipes. I mean, I don't think anything really needs to be said when it comes to Price, and there's four lines that are just clicking right now for Montreal. And, you know, probably the best is the Jordan Stahl, Corey Perry, and Yoel Armia line. I didn't, didn't think I'd ever say that. But again, Perry with a, a goal to kick things off. And he's got six points in the postseason. Armia had the two shorthanded goals. He's got two multi-score games, multi-goal games. It's late on a Sunday. Give me a break here. Uh, he's got two multi-goal games in the playoffs. And, you know, Stahl's been a pleasant surprise as well. They don't play with a lot of speed, but they play heavy. They, they dominate down low. They cycle pretty well. And they, they've they've arguably been the Habs' best line. They're just – I think I'm going to be on them again here tonight. I just don't see – the Jets are going to give it, but, I mean, is it going to be better than what we've seen so far? There has been a push in Game 2 and in Game 3. There were pushes late in the third. Other than that, this series, you know, it's it's pretty lopsided. 11-4, to the goals for Montreal. The Jets have one goal over the last two games. 5-2, to the goals at 5-5. Five five. The expected goal is 7.31 in favor of Montreal. 4.6 for the Jets. The scoring chances, plus 13 for the Habs. High danger chances, 31-17. to The save percentage, this is all 5-5 five five numbers. Carey Price, 97 and 95 overall. And Hellebuck, 93-87 and 87 overall save percentage. 
you know, if we look at all the numbers just from an analytical standpoint or just what's happening five and five or on, you know, at all strengths, you'll see it's fairly even. But if you just take away parts of the third, I mean, we can't take it away. The Jets have pushes in the third, but at that point, they're already down a couple goals and Montreal's just kind of preventing and, and, you know, dumping. They are playing a little bit of a, I don't know. I don't know when the last time I've seen a team play like this. Like maybe the Kings, maybe the 2012 Kings, where they they had strong defense, strong goaltending. They didn't score a ton of goals. Uh, they played to a lot of low-scoring games. I think we brought up the 2012 Kings before with with Sutter behind the bench when he was hired, you know, back with the Flames and how his style of play. And we're seeing that here with Dom Ducharme. It's um, it's definitely a, a matchup style what he did against the the Leafs he's kind of doing the same thing here against the Jets with Philip Deneau he's playing uh remarkable and the Lekkonen Gallagher Deneau line had a lot of offensive opportunities I think uh, Lekkonen led the way with double digit shot attempts and he scored a goal here in in game three so it's just uh, they're they're all playing well and I just don't know it's tough it's tough to sweep anybody. That fourth win is is always so so hard to to get to. But you know, with no Mark Shifley again, the Jets' defense is just they just make so many mistakes. They're they're turning pucks over. I just can't get behind them at all. I I think it's I think it's a win here for the Habs. I have a lean to the over. I don't actually see a total. I'm assuming it's going to be five again, and. I'll lean with the over when it comes to five. I know both goalies strong, especially Carey Price, but maybe the Jets a little bit more of a push and maybe they open things up slightly and that could lead to a couple more goals. And we've been getting burned here. At least I've been getting burned with some totals. I had the under in the Islanders and the Bruins game and there was a, a couple empty net goals there. And then the Habs the other night we got the push on a Tyler Toffoli empty net goal. And we could see that it's possible if the Habs are up two. You know, Jets could pull with, you know, three, four minutes left. If they're up three, they could pull with four or five minutes left just because at that point, what you're just doing whatever you can. So I have to lean with the over there. Um, from a shot prop standpoint, Caulfield, 12 shots to lead the way for the Canadians in this series. Weber leads the way with 16 attempts. I mentioned Lekin and Gallagher there. If you see Suzuki, one and a half shots, I would jump on that. You can maybe see him two in some spots. Caulfield, I'm going to jump on here. Uh, five shots in game two, and he had six in game three on Sunday. Getting mixed up with these back-to-backs. I don't know why Montreal and Winnipeg are playing again here on Monday night. But, um, yeah, Caulfield was just told to shoot. I could see it. I think we talked about it. He's He was passing it. He's a couple little sick handles in in the slot instead of shooting, and it's been hammered home to, to shoot the puck from all angles. The the leadership guys have have spoken about it, and the coaching staff – and I heard Nick Suzuki talk about it after the game. So I just feel like he's going to continue to shoot the puck and get opportunities. I would take the the two and a half. But I think from the Winnipeg standpoint, that's where I would go first. Of course, you can take these as singles. I'm fine with taking Caulfield as a single. You probably get him at minus 120 at two and a half shots. For Wheeler, he's been at around minus 120 as well every single game of the playoffs. And he's got 22 shots, uh, 22 shot attempts, 12 shots. He leads the way for the Jets. And he had uh, a ton of shot attempts in game three. He hit the bar. He's cleared the two and a half in every single game. We had two units on him over at FTN uh, tonight or Sunday evening, rather. And I'm going to probably go back to that again. You know, the captain, no Shifley, a lot of ice time. 
maybe some drive. He hit the bar. Ehlers hit the bar. He didn't have uh, the over two and a half. Connor had the three shots. Pionk is a guy I've been going to a couple times, one and a half he's usually at. So he's got 18 shot attempts and 10 shots here in the series as well. Ehlers got the 20 shot attempts and eight shots. So he didn't get the over, but he hit the bar. Like the attempts are still there with those guys. Connor, they're mixing up their lines. I think the most disappointing player in this entire series is Pierre-Luc Dubois. Like what's going on? Maybe there's reasons why that guy was getting benched. He doesn't look nearly the same as he looked last year in the playoffs against the Leafs. He's just not taking over games. He looks frustrated. And in fact, the entire Jets team looks absolutely frustrated. That's another reason why I can't get on them. You saw Shifley with the frustration. I mean, I get it. These Habs, these the 4D and Sherratt and Edmondson and, and Weber and Petrie, they play mean. They play tough. Leaf fans text me like, dude, those 4D play dirty. They, they don't let you get in into the... The danger zones, there's not a lot of high-quality chances. I have it written down here. I just to hammer home this point, the high-danger chances in the series, I mean, 31 to 17 in favor of the Habs. Just Winnipeg's not getting to those areas. Lowry's got two of their, what, five goals or three, four? Yeah, I mean, four goals. Jeez. Not getting any offense, and I don't know how it continues. This, I suppose if there's no Petrie, that's a bit of an uptick for them, but Pierre-Luc Dubois has just been very, very disappointing. His shot props at usually one and a half. I could maybe get behind the two, but what's the point? Like, just ride wheelers. Go wheelers. I would rank them wheelers. Or wheelers. Wheeler. Caulfield. Ehlers. Connor. Pionk. If, and, I mean, if you like action, you want some more. Shea Weber, as I mentioned, 16 shot attempts. So, he's going to get top power play time. I would imagine... Uh, Gustafson gets a bit of a boost. If there's no Petrie, we could see uh, Alex, Alexander Romanov back in the lineup. That's that's possible. He could play his first playoff game of his career in the NHL. He may get some power play time as well. I'm not saying to, to use him as a shot prop guy, but I'm just saying Weber's probably in line for a big night in terms of minutes and ice time, Edmondson and Sherrod as well. I don't think I have anything really to add. Um yeah, it's weird. I never would have thought that the Habs would be one win away from the third round, but here we are. Uh, yeah, they're just they're just built for for playoffs. They really are. They're it's an old school style that they're they're playing. You know, heavy on the forecheck, play with a lot of speed. Most of their offense comes off the rush. The power play's kind of clicking. The PK is definitely rolling, and they're getting strong goaltending. But they play tough, like an, just an old school with their with their four D. They just play. It's it reminds me like '90s hockey and like kind of Devils esque too, when like Danico and Niedermeyer. Niedermeyer would be Petrie, and don't get me don't get me wrong, like those two are Petrie's nowhere near Niedermeyer, but just comparing it all, and Weber would be Stevens, and they just play physical, very tough, and it's hard to get into those danger areas. So I think the Habs close it off, and I got to lean with the over there. Jets puck line could be okay play too. Maybe they they hang on, keep it close. I'm sure they'll. They'll give absolutely everything they have. Okay, so the other game here is Boston and New York. Man, game four was fun. Man, NASA is bumping. It is awesome. I love it. I find myself just rewinding the PVR just with all the chants. There was a chant that they had when Bailey came on the ice and then Brock Nelson turned Grizzlick inside out and they almost scored. Like It is just – it seems so fun. It's so great to have all the fans back in the building watching Colorado and Vegas. Uh, again, on Sunday and Friday night, it was – a just a jam-packed T-Mobile arena, and it was just it just brought me back to being live during playoff games like nothing better, getting chills just talking about it. It was just really fun to watch, and now the series goes back to Boston where I'm sure uh, you know TD Bank is going to be bumping there as well. 
I, I like the Bruins. They're juiced up here, minus 179. I don't feel like it's that lopsided. But, you know, overall, this series has been – It's Boston has owned them a little bit, but the Avengers are coming off, I think, their best game. Their best game was game four, a 4-1 victory there. They had nine more shot attempts, 15 more scoring chances. They had the margin in high-danger chances as well. But overall here at 5-5 five and five in the series, the Bruins have – you know, a pretty significant edge, 46 more shot attempts, 24 more shots. The expected goal is 9.79, 7.55 for the Islanders. High danger chances, 37 to 29. The save percentage, 93 for Boston, 94 for the Islanders. So overall, I mean, it is it is fairly tight. Uh, the Pastor, the Pasternak, Bergeron, and Marchand line have been have been great in this uh, this entire series. 35 attempts for Pasternak, 18 shots. Bergeron, 25 attempts. 16 shots in Marchand, 23 attempts and 15 shots. Six goals and 14 points between them. I like Pasternak again in the three and a half shots. He's been he's been clicking. He's been rolling. Um, I'm likely going to sweat out in a couple of other FTN subs. We have Pasta to lead the series in goals at nine to one. He's got three and Marchand's got two. So it's getting tight. And I think uh, there's a couple others who have two as well. Uh, Barzell finally showed up. I think I ripped him in the last uh, the last episode that I did. He needed to show up. He has to. He's got to be the guy. And he was he was rolling. He was playing with a lot of confidence, a lot of speed. He set up uh, Kyle Palmieri in the first goal and then scored the second one. There have been a couple, you know, shot props here that have been good to us. Bergeron's going to be at three and a half. That's tough. Pasternak, I think that's fine at three and a half. John Gabriel Pajot. John Gabriel Pajot had two units him on on him on Saturday. He's been at one and a half, 17 attempts, 13 shots here in the series. He's just getting a lot of ice time. He's scrappy, man. He plays good. He's a good player. He's a great two-way player. He's getting on the ice every time Bergeron is, at least at home. That's the matchup. That was the matchup at home against Sidney Crosby. He did a phenomenal job against Sid the Kid in games three and four and game six on Long Island, I thought. Um, a great job, and Barry Trotz likes to have that kind of matchup. I'm sure he'll try to attempt it here, but the bottom line is that John Gabriel Pagels is getting a lot of ice time. He's getting some power play time, top unit. He's getting some PK time. He's taking like 20 face-offs per game, so he's taking all those important key draws for them, and he's putting pucks on net. So that may be my uh, favorite prop altogether, to be honest, would be John Gabriel Pagels' um, shot attempts. Then I would go to Wheeler. Then I go to Pasta. And then, um, you know, there's other shot prop. You could you can mix and match. You can go Wheeler and John Gabriel Pajo. You can go Pasta and Wheeler. You can go mm, Bergeron. I would lean Bergeron. But that's it. Like, Marchand, you can't really trust for the shots, even though they've been there 15. Like, I, I if you're playing lots of action, i put that one on maybe like a long shot parlay. But what's the long shot? You need – you only, there's only two games, right? So you can – you can only have two in there. You'd have to get mixed in with some NBA or, or some MLB or something like that. But, um, yeah, I would go Wheeler. Wheeler, John Gabriel Pajot, Pasternak, and Wheeler again. Or if you don't want to go all in with Wheeler, then maybe Ehlers. Uh, look at it that way. So if you wanted to have a third, you know, Marchand would probably be – or Bergeron would be the guy, and then a fourth would be Marchand. And then just get involved with Kyle Connor or Nick Suzuki or Cole Caulfield. That would be the way for me. I think Boston takes it on home ice. It's tough to to lay this. It really does seem the series is, is really tight, and I'm tempted to go plus 160, but I think, you know, the Bruins so good at home. I think they take the series lead, then the Islanders win game six at home. It just feels like this is, this is a seven-game series written all over it. I had Boston in seven. Originally, I had the Habs in seven. I had Colorado in seven. I had a lot of sevens. 
and I had um, Tampa Bay in seven as well. So it uh, doesn't look good for Carolina. And this series, I think it does have a, a seven feel to it. I don't think I have too much else to add. I think um, from the total standpoint at five, um, I, I have a lean to the under there. I know we're going over with the Habs and the Jets, but this one may be a little bit tighter here. Game five, it's now two to three. Both goalies have been strong. I know Tuka Rask isn't 100% here, but he still looked pretty good. Uh, it, it has been tight, you know, for the most part, this this series. Um, you know, some late goals there got us the push, uh, unfortunately, but that's always in play when, when there's five. If you want to, you know, pay a little bit more for five and a half under, I mean, I'm fine with that, but, um, you know, the, the push is not the end of the world. You're at least not losing if there's an empty net goal there. But so that's it. I think I've rambled enough. It's it's super late here on on a Sunday. I gotta get uh, I gotta get some rest. I'll circle back here on this uh, this video and I'll check out PrizePicks.com. I'll tell you right now, like if I see Pasta at five one, I'll take him. I see Bergeron at four one four four, I'll take him first. I think the shot props is where I'll look right away because I think we'll see Blake Wheeler at two and a half. You know, Connor is going to be at three. Toffoli's probably going to be at two and a half. I don't think we could really trust him. Caulfield shooting the puck on that line. Um, Bergeron will probably be at three. A lot of guys will be at three, uh, but I think Blake Wheeler will be at two and a half. And who knows, maybe Cole Caulfield shows up there at two and a half as well. But past, I would take over three and a half. But I'll circle back just to double check to see what's there for, for prizepicks.com. Again, follow the link inside the description of this video for the 100% first deposit match. So Habs and the over, Bruins and the under. I'm okay with puck line on either side, but I do feel like Boston wins the game and Montreal wins the game. You know, you the parlay's okay if you go Montreal and over in Boston. Even if you just go Montreal and Boston. You know, we've been hitting at FTN Colorado and Vegas um, over the past, or Montreal and Vegas over the past couple. It's, you know, a decent pay. It'll probably be about plus 200 or something like that. Uh, actually, the Habs may get juiced up here. I'm seeing them right now. I'm not seeing a total steal. I'm seeing them right now at minus 148. I mean, that could get to minus 160. I don't know a lot of people are betting on the Jets here. They just don't look good. Um, and they're playing so, they're just so frustrated. They're just. It did so chippy. I noticed that they were very chippy in game three. Um, anyways, that's it for me. I'm out. Shot props are there, listed. Any questions, hit me up at Chris Meany. Thanks as always, guys, for taking the time to hang out. Really appreciate it. I love all the support and all the feedback as well. So if you have a question, just leave it there in uh, the YouTube section. I'll circle back before puck drop on Monday. And I'll be back on Wednesday. Have a good one. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>